Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Why, hey there, Sarah. (laughs) It's great to see you. Oh, how are you? I think I'm okay. It's a beautiful, what is the time when fall has happened, the leaves are down, and it's still quite pretty, and winter Mm. hasn't yet set in. We're kind of in that phase right now. It's quite beautiful. It's sunny today. We had a tornado warning yesterday, and thankfully that didn't amount to much, but uh, today is a beautiful, sunny day. Well, I think we got the wind for you instead because oh. it was wild here yesterday. <gasps> oh, gracious. <laughs> yeah. Lashing down with rain, the wind. Yeah, I often feel like my house is like in um, in Dorothy and Wizard of Oz <gasps> and I'm convinced one day it's just going to take off. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you get a fabulous pair of red shoes out of it, I think that'd be okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And a little bit of magic with a click of the heel. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign up for that. Well, isn't that funny as coaches, we sort of say, like, imagine that you could click your heels Mm. and just have anything you want. What would you choose? Yeah, we have a magic wand. Yeah, there you go. If I had a wand, what would you be wishing for? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's nice (laughs) to think about that, especially coming up to Christmas. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. it is. Um, I was very excited at the weekend, though, because I got a new TV delivered (gasps) last week. Ooh. And I was very impatient. I couldn't wait for the guy to come and assemble it and put it on the wall. So I decided to get out the box uh, on Saturday, plug it all in, set it all up. So it's in a temporary location for now. And um, I feel like I've joined the 21st century because I can now get Netflix on my TV. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's nice. I've seen that once, but I don't actually have it at home. It's Mm. very fancy. It was perfect for yesterday's weather. Oh, yeah. Oh my, oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. I can't believe you held out for seven months. Most people have done their TV binge purchases months ago in April. Well, I tell you what um, really kind of stressed me out was if we're going into a second lockdown, I was kind <gasps> of like, oh. I'll, I'll never be able to get it. And I kind of wanted it for Christmas, which I know is, is a ridiculous notion. But anyway, I did. So I thought, right, if there is a possibility, because in Jersey, we're still quite lucky. We haven't, mm. they haven't invoked a lockdown situation. But if it does happen, I want it to be ready. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was the reason. And not be uh, having to wait for months because all of the TVs on Amazon have been sold out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, good so for you. Yeah, That's no, incredible. What a beautiful purchase for yourself. Yeah, early Christmas so present. Nice. How big is it? Because, you know, size matters. Well, so the same. Um, (laughs) It is 50 inch. So I don't like them too, too big, but I think that's the biggest that I would go for. Wow. (laughs) No. (laughs) No innuendo intended. Not in no innuendo. And there is such a thing as too big. Just going to say that. Yeah, there is. There is. TVs and otherwise. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'll stand by that. We'll probably cover that in another podcast, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe not. I don't know. Sarah, you have to keep me on a on a very short leash because you know how crazy I get. <laughs> Dear listener, Sarah is going to be making sure that our content remains PG. No, maybe not PG. Well, maybe. not fully PG, but yeah. Okay, we'll keep some balance. PG-30. That's all we need, a bit of balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's a wonderful purchase. 
And I mean, it's fair to say, like, I'm going to be honest, I'm a bit of a realist. I think things are going to be a bit of a shit show this winter. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. I, I think that this whole lockdown, it, yeah, no country is going in the right direction right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be a hard winter. Yeah, I think, well, I do. But I also think that we're talking ourselves into levels of anxiety that just aren't necessary. I think I've had quite a few conversations with people um, last week and over the weekend just about the situation in Jersey, which is, you know, numbers are rising and people Mm -hmm. are starting to get quite anxious and they are panicking about it. But also we need to remember that we now have a really good track and trace and testing regime Uh in place that we didn't have in March when this all kicked off and and started. So we've got um, testing that happens within 12 hours. We've got track and trace where they'll contact you if you've been in direct or indirect contact. And and then if you've been, if you haven't been in direct contact, but you've still been in the location, you can still go and get tested. So they are, they're being really, really good and really diligent in the testing regime. Anybody that comes in now has to have a test. So it just means we've got more information than we had before. So the numbers are higher, but that's because we're collecting more information, more intelligence than we ever did. Oh, that sounds really great. Yeah. So I think, you know, with everything, there needs to be a level of perspective and just the way that we do when we're coaching is to mm. is to try and get some perspective and not catastrophize situations. Mm. And I'm also not trying to minimize what's going on because I do know that it's stressful for people. Yeah. But it's trying not to work yourself up into such a frenzy that you're creating more anxiety than there needs to be. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And it's funny because the toilet paper is now starting to disappear off the shelves <laughs> here again. And it's so funny. I, I worked through this and, and as I was watching these reports, again, because news is meant to terrify me because they want to sell me more news. Mm. They want to make sure that I'm sort of obsessively checking the news. So I had flitting through my mind. I thought, oh, my God, I need to stock up on toilet paper. And then I said, Anna, really, do you? Yeah. How many rolls do you have? You have enough rolls to Christmas. Yeah. Get over it. You're going to be fine. Yeah. And in any case, we have a bidet, so we're good. Or as we call it, a bum shower. (laughs) You don't need toilet paper if you've got a bum shower. There you go. Yeah. We've learned a little bit more about you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, now you know what's in my bathroom. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But no, I mean, it's absolutely true. It's like perspective. It's like when you're hearing the news. And remember, the news is just meant to terrify you because that's their job. They want it to sell you Mm -hmm. more news. It's just reframe it. And I think I think what's really important is is finding things, planning for like a camping trip. So planning for the things that you need while you're on the trip. And and you've already done that. You said, look, a TV with Netflix is going to make my winter happier. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go and purchase it now. So yeah. what will make you happier? What will give you peace? What will mm. make this winter, which will be a bit different than other winters? Yeah, what will make this happier for you? Mm. So yeah, so that that was my excitement this week. Nice. And then how has your week been back now at work? Yeah, it was um, really busy and intensive and uh, I got to Friday and thought I'd been there for a month. (laughs) Oh gosh, oh gosh. (laughs) But no, it was good. It was good to go back. Um, I think sometimes you just need a bit more of a routine in your life that kind of you Mm. get a bit more structure sometimes. Mm. So sometimes you need that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Something to get out of the pajamas for. I think, Yeah. yeah, that's the hard one. And what about you? Are you settling back into New York life? I am. But, you know, funny enough, New York life is like not New York life. Uh, So Mm. actually, I went on a 25 mile bike ride yesterday and basically all the way around Manhattan, popped across the bridges to Brooklyn and then kind of came back. 
And actually, so this is super weird. Like all of us in the world, we're locked in at home and locked in at home. We're not locked in at home, but we're not going out as much, right? Because we don't see, there's not as much available. The same is absolutely true for New York. But it was nice to bike around because there's still activity going on. Mm. Sure, Broadway is dark and there's nothing going on in terms of shows or anything. And the restaurants are pretty much closed with the exception of like takeout or patio. But there's still hustle and bustle. There's still like lit up buildings to see. Mm. And then biking along the west side highway of Manhattan, the the river, it's just everything is really, there's still gorgeous stuff out there. But I realize I have to make a concerted effort to go and see it. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. It's really easy just to stay at home and not do anything, isn't it? Yeah. But then I do think you've got to make that effort to get out your PJs and uh, you take a to. step out the door. I was reading yeah. this article this morning about how to get habits, like how to build in habits. Mm. And it said that the way that they actually got back into exercise was to commit to every day running for one minute, oh. which sounds ludicrous, but... One minute eventually turned into 15, 20 minutes. Yes. And they're more in the daily habit. So even if they don't want to run, mm. they'll still do the one minute. And I thought that was quite oh. an interesting approach to when you do have something that you're struggling with. You know, maybe we talk a lot about relationships, about having conversation, connecting. So mm. maybe commit to connecting for one minute a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, Sarah, this is amazing. Because... The thing that I find, especially as a physician, is I find people don't commit to these things because Mm. they either say they want to do it perfectly or not at all. So, oh, if I don't run for 40 minutes, if we don't have a a whole out three hour conversation, then it's not worth my time and I'm not even going to start. It is so true. Strap on the running shoes, both figuratively and literally. So literally, if you're going out for a run or figuratively, if you're strapping on the running shoes to have a relationship building conversation with your partner mm-hmm. and conversation or connecting. Yeah. Sometimes conversation can also be connecting with some of those love language. Yeah. Little touch of the arm, a little peck on the cheek. Little hug coming up behind yeah. your person as they're doing the dishes and giving them a good yeah. old bear hug. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes it doesn't have to be an all out. And then sometimes you surprise yourself just by getting out there for a minute. Sometimes you feel like, well, once you get over the inertia, because the, so the thing is, is that anything that we do, the inertia to start anything good for us Mm. is always going to be hardest at the beginning. So eating vegetables, exercising and and Mm. communication relationship, we're never going to feel like it. Yeah. And actually getting over that initial inertia, once we actually get over it, and then we start to buzz on the endorphins of doing something that makes us feel good, then we're likely to continue. Yeah, and sometimes you can go then the opposite way where actually you can't function without it. So yeah. when I was younger, I know I didn't, I mean, Anna and I were just chatting before we came on air about my children and their eating habits. And actually, I wasn't always that great when I was younger as well. And I look now, and this is why I stress less about them, because I think they'll get there in their own time. Yes. Now, I don't like to eat a meal that hasn't got something green on it. Yeah. Because I like the taste of vegetables. I like to have it in feel? my diet. Yeah. And I know that that I'm putting some goodness inside my body and that makes me happy. So, yeah, so eventually these things do come, become a habit and you can get into some just better ways of living. Oh, that sounds lovely. You're right. Mm -mm. I like that. As we maybe head into a lockdown, maybe put our pajamas on more than usual, is we can still be looking for a healthy habit one minute a day. Yeah. Just for a minute. Yeah. And then see what happens. Yeah. Just try it on for size. Exactly. (laughs) So what's kicking over on the International Correspondence Desk of Love? 
Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this fits in really nicely. And um, I swear these things aren't planned, but this fits in <laughs> incredibly nicely with the conversation that we've just been having. So we talk quite a lot about that check-in with your partner. So I found a great article that talks about questions to ask instead of how was your day? Oh, yes, please. Now, there's 25 of them. So I'll just go for a rundown and let's see how it goes. So number one, what was the best part of your day? (gasps) Did anything surprise you today? Mm. Did you read or listen to anything interesting today? Did you take any photographs today? And what were they of? Oh. You you could potentially get some embarrassing (laughs) questions. (laughs) Or embarrassing answers, should I say? I really like this one, actually. So how can I make your day easier in five minutes? Oh, that's funny because that's not a how was your day? That was a is there something that the day may have kind of piled onto your shoulders Mm. that I can help relieve? Yeah. And what I really like about the question is it's really getting the other person to open up about their needs. Mm. And then you as a partner trying to meet those needs. Like, Mm. I really like that. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, What did you do that was just for you today? Again, that could be a bit fraught with uh, embarrassing. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Give your second best answer. <laughs> Give the PG rated answer. Ah, go for it. Just be honest. Ah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, what did you wish you did more of today? Oh. And what do you wish you did less of today? Hmm. What made you laugh? Did anything make you feel frustrated? Oh. Did you receive any good news? Wow. How many cups of coffee did you have today? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That could be, that could seem a bit accusational, couldn't it? (laughs) Right, right. Although it's funny, I didn't actually go there. I actually went with, um, that's kind of a stress barometer. Right. For me, it's like, how many cups of coffee? Like, Mm. how stressed out did you feel? I mean, for people who use coffee because they're feeling stressed out or so forth. Yeah. Or, if no flip side, let's reframe. What if that cough, how many cups of coffee at that beautiful cafe with your great friend with the autumn leaves? Mm, yeah. Um, what are you most grateful for about your day? Hmm. What was the best conversation you had today? Oh. Mm. Tell me three good things that happened to you today. I use that one a lot with, oh, um, with clients coaching. around yeah. really looking, yeah, for the your kind of top three good things that have happened what did you have for lunch today what inspired you the most what is something you did today that you'd love to do every day Mm. again who knows what answer you might get (laughs) (laughs) that's true did you do something kind for anyone today just don't follow it up with if not why not (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true wow if you could do any part of today over again, what would it be and why? Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. When did you feel appreciated today? Oh, very nice. Very nice. Mm. If you could guarantee one thing tomorrow, what would it be? Oh. If your day turned into a movie, who would you cast? Oh, that's a saucy question. Nice. <laughs> nice. We're nearly at the end, so last couple to go. Um, will you remember any specific part of your day a year from now, five years from now? 
and why. <gasps> oh. And last one. Oh, <laughs> aren't you going to ask me anything about my idea? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe wouldn't finish with that That's a one. bit cheeky. <laughs> That's a bit cheeky. So there you go. There's a good combination there with some different questions. What was your favorite from the list, Anna? Actually, the philosophical one, what will you remember about this day Mm. a year from now, five years from now? Mm. Actually, to be honest, I think that's a reminder to say that we live so much of our life in autopilot and just kind of go one day to the next. And I think we, we build up to memorable moments or we sort of live a lot of days on autopilot so we can actually store up for that cruise, that anniversary Mm. dinner, that wedding, those days that we say we're going to remember for the rest of our lives. But shouldn't we be living every day like that? Yeah, we should. So, I mean, to be honest, it's a bit of a reminder to say, don't let a day just kind of slip by and pass while I'm sleeping. I don't want to be, you know, we want to be awake. We want to be enjoying moments. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's almost a binary question. It's like, did you allow memorable things to happen in your day today? Mm. Yeah. How about you? What was what stood out among those questions for you? I think that I like the one around what can I do for you in five minutes? I think that's really mm. just a beautiful, just random act of kindness to do. To yeah. And what I like about the list in general is it provides you with different ways to actually have a conversation and to find out more about your partner. And you mm. might be surprised by some of the answers that you get back <laughs> that you know, we talk a lot, don't we, about just discovering new things about your partner. And I think mm-hmm. just having a list like that is really great to oh, yeah. to be able to, to refer to and to think just different ways to find out something new. That's what I like about it. Oh, and it's wonderful. I think, listen, I don't think I'm the only one is, have you ever seen your partner get frustrated when you're like, how was your day? And you're like, mm. I suspect I ask that every day. It gets old. Yeah. That question just gets mm. old. It's not inventive, it's not creative, and it gives your partner a bit of a, a obligation to kind of fill in the blank with, oh, well, here's a story. Yeah. Or they'll come back with the kind of standard, it was fine. Oh, yeah. Because often when we ask that question, we're then also not really listening to the answer. So yeah. we're asking because it's, you know, the standard discussion, a bit like, you know, let's talk about the weather. Mm. It's just a kind of a conversation filler where... You're not really fully present. Mm. What I like about the list there is you're asking something that is different and you're going to be more in tune for listening to the answer. Yeah. And then the person who is, you know, to whom you're asking, your partner, is going to be more excited to engage with you. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm going to put those to use. Yeah, I get into this pattern of like, how was your day? And I'm like, oh, it just feels crappy. I wish there was another thing that I could ask. That's great. Well, we've got a selection there to choose from. Very good, very good. And we can also create some more. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you for that. That was a nice... And you know, it, it is so funny. We do not prepare or script these podcasts. It's so funny how things kind of come together like that. Some of you might be aware that we don't prepare. <laughs> you might be sat at home going, well, maybe you should a bit more. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think it was our last episode that was particularly unhinged. But I, I think that we like our spontaneity. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, that did seem to fit in quite nicely there. It was beautiful. So thank yeah. you, universe, for helping thank out you. with that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that sounds good. I'm feeling awake. Yeah, yeah, I do now, actually. Yeah. Do you um, do you fancy a hot topic then? I do. Let's go okay. on and be hot and topic-y. <laughs> <laughs> Let's indeed. <laughs> Thank you.
today's hot topic is who should pay the bill? <gasps> okay. <laughs> it's funny, there's a siren in the background. <laughs> I think this is... All the bells are ringing. <laughs> yeah, all the bells are all ringing. Okay, so what on earth do you think? Uh, let's start. Let's start with, Sarah, what you're thinking. Well, what I like is when we kind of discuss this as a topic... We had different views about what it meant. So Mm. I instantly went to, well, who's going to pay the bill when you go out for dinner? Mm. Um, Or you're doing like a fun activity. So you're on a date, who pays the bill there? But you had a different take on it. And yeah, I think that that was interesting to me because I automatically went to a place. But you were different. Do you want to share what your views were on it? Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, who's paying the the bills around the home? Who's paying mm. the, um, whether it's utility bills, actually any manner of, of things day to day? So I think what that leads to, though, is, is for me, is fairness. Ah. Like that comes up for me. So mm. nobody wants to feel like either they are being taken advantage of mm. Particularly when it comes to money, I think money's like quite an emotive subject, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So nobody wants to feel like they're being taken advantage of, but they also don't want to feel like they're not maybe paying their way as well. So there is a, mm. there's a balance to be had there. There's a fair, a fairness comes in for me in terms of values. Yeah. For me, I think there should be fairness, but there's a, there is a balance between also wanting to treat somebody else. So, ah, Yes. You know, everybody likes to be trapped to something every once in a while, mm. don't they? So even if you've got fairness and you try and split who pays the bill, like when I first got together with my other half, we used to argue all the time about who was paying the bill. <laughs> not as in kind of, I'm not paying it, it's your turn. It was the other way around. No, yeah. no, no, it's my turn. Yes, yes. Um, and we'd, li- we'd go to all kinds of lengths to make sure that we were the one that paid the bill. Yeah, yeah. Um, less of an issue now, I think, but... Yeah, we'd go to extremes, like while the other one was at the toilet, would quickly pay the bill or would, you know, if even I even went to a place to buy some gift vouchers to use them to pay the bill so that I could, because we're going somewhere that was really, really nice. And not that mother half couldn't pay quite easily could as well, but I felt because I was requesting to go there, Mm. I kind of felt that's not then fair for my partner to have to pay that. So I didn't, obviously I didn't know how much it was going to be, so I only got kind of a certain amount. But yeah, we've gone to some quite extreme lengths to pay. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a very common story and I can definitely, I definitely have the same dynamic in my relationship and I've realized it doesn't actually work. It seems you feel like you're being magnanimous by paying mm. and I think especially as a woman you know that there's a lot of stuff in there is that we yeah. do want to be able to pay maybe there's yeah a lot of stuff there but but I realized it doesn't actually work mm. it seems like you guys were having like an iron man about who could be the yeah. mo- the quickest payer yeah but it, do- it doesn't sound like you're not doing that now though is that correct yeah I don't know when it kind of changed really I don't know what made it change I think maybe we just both got a little bit more gracious about accepting the other one the other one paying yeah and I do think that if it goes too far the other way, you'll end up then feeling like, actually, th- this isn't right now. I'm always paying. So there's a real balance to be yeah, had, I think. There is. So what about you then? How did that change or develop for you over time? Yeah, it's funny. This question is a really hot button item in my relationship because mm. I want to be a really independent person. I want to pay for myself. 
And actually, funny enough, this sometimes gets really weird. Like, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but if I have been on a first date or I have been with somebody casual, I'll kind of offer to pay almost like a bit of a character assessment of somebody to be like, if you just let me pay and you don't sort of fight me on it, then you're probably not a very honorable person. So I'm going to be the first to admit that sometimes I kind of see, well, does somebody step up? And that's actually not fair. Again, those are, Mm. I'm just admitting to full on playing games in my past and well i think we do put tests in oh okay so that is okay kind of like a little test isn't it a little bit of a test well yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean to be honest like there are some pretty slouchy people that i've i've been out with and i'm like oh there's not a lot of i did insert a few little tests i'm like not not a lot of honorable responses and i don't feel too badly that i didn't make it a second date or anything like that like yeah yeah so maybe it's not the worst thing yeah So let's just say in my current relationship is I've really struggled to be very independent and pay for Mm -hmm. myself and, and pay for my man and that sort of thing. But what changed is that, so we've had full out like trying to force bills uh, faster than the other person and Venmoing each other because I don't, you know, I want to make sure that I've paid my half. But you know what, what actually has taken the edge off for me is I just, I I see how unhappy my partner is when they can't pay. Mm. So I actually see that he's not, he's disappointed. He's feeling, he, I could see that he wishes that he could give me something and I'm not taking it. Mm. And it's his disappointment that has actually made me change. And it's really hard actually. So there, so now we've sort of changed this quite a different pattern where there's certain things that he pays for now. And I'm like, (laughs) I still like that's, but, and he doesn't do so in a way that's, it's completely because it makes him happy to pay for it. And so, yeah. I realized our relationship is stronger when I just allow that. And gracious acceptance is one of the, is a thing that I've learned and it's very, very important. Yeah. That's great that you've recognized it and then great that you've done something to counteract that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well done you. Yeah. Thank you. It's a bit of, it's a. It's not always easy to back down from where you (gasps) think you should be, is it? And, you know. I'm so stubborn. We do have to question sometimes whether we where we think we should be is the right place and it sounds mm-hmm. like you've done it in this situation yeah. um but yeah. it's not easy to back down when we've got a fixed firm <laughs> view about something is it no it's not especially i think you and i agree on this is financial independence is a really important thing for us yes there's a legacy of women being trapped in relationships because they haven't been able to pay in my family yeah. And so with me being able to pay my own way, that's my ticket to freedom. And that will always be my first class ticket to freedom. So to relinquish that is really, really hard. And that's what keeps Mm. coming up is like, if I let them pay, will they control me? Will they take away my independence and ownership of myself? But, you know, if you're in the right relationship that has no intention of controlling you, it just wants to treat you, then slowly, slowly you can let off the reins of control. And it actually feels nice. Mm. And it is nice to be trapped. Yeah. So first step is just to allow it to happen. Second step, more advanced stage, is to actually enjoy somebody treating you. Yeah, that takes a bit of time. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you you found it took time for you then? Yeah. And I think there's also a, a thing around, you know, there'll be times in your life where you'll go through different periods of hardship when it comes down to finances. Mm. And then when you have got a partnership, it is about supporting each other through some of those trickier times. Mm. And that can be really, really tough to go through and really hard to then accept the help in the process. But if you are in partnership together, if you're committed to your relationship with each other for the long term, Mm. then that shouldn't be 
that shouldn't be how things are. You should be there to step up, support, do a little bit extra just to help out when it's needed the most. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, going into lockdown and people are going to be suffering again with jobs and um, household incomes. And it is then about actually working together to just find the right solution. And it's the long game. Mm, it is. That's so funny that you say that because I, so a few years ago, my husband was finding work. And so mm. I was stepping up financially. And now as I'm needing some financial support because I'm transitioning from yeah. sort of full-time clinical practice, I've actually been very resistant for help. Mm. And I've been reminded, like, do you remember when you helped me? Yeah. Like, it has to be a two-way street. It's really, really hard though, isn't it? Because it's easy to give. It's not easy to accept. <laughs> yeah. I often find that we're really, you know, I'd give anything to anybody. If I've got it, you can have yeah. it. It's, yeah. I am really, really generous with with my time, with my money, like I am a generous person. Mm. I find it very, very difficult to accept both yeah. of those things in return. Yeah. I think I'm getting better. <laughs> nice. And it's important so. too. It's <laughs> you're happier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, small wins are huge wins in this for sure. Mm. Yeah. So let's flip it and see what would happen if somebody feels like they're paying too much, if they're paying mm. all the time. If we flip that, what would you say? I think you've got to deal with that. If it's something that's mm. bothering you, you know, it might be that you're paying all the time and actually it's not, it's irrelevant for you because you're not, money might not be important to you. It's not to everybody. And if you've got the funds and you're not particularly, you know, if it doesn't bother you in the slightest, then mm. by all means go with it if if it's not causing anything. But if there's a rub there, mm. if there's something where you can feel it triggering, then you really need to address that sooner rather than later mm. because the things that we don't deal with then seep out in other ways mm. and we'll you know you'll get to kind of the crunch point where it'll come out and you won't have wanted it to come out in that way and you won't be able to take the words back mm. so don't let it fester don't let it yeah. mount up don't let it grow inside of you because it's going to erupt that's true. Mm. And I like your barometer of fairness because it really is all about fairness. So you can ask yourself, do I feel like I'm being treated fairly in yeah. my relationship? Yeah. So yeah, definitely tackle it. Tricky one though. Ah, that's a tricky one. Mm. Yeah. But it is true. If you feel like you're being taken advantage of, if you feel like yeah. your goodwill is just being used a bit. And the hardest thing is actually recognizing it ourselves. I think we tend to bottle things up because we don't actually, we're not consciously aware that, that yeah. our boundaries are being trodden over. Yeah. And then then we blow up the second we realize, oh my God, I've been tolerating something that's been yeah. unfair for a very long time. And then you get angry and... Yeah, I think it is a really, we had a conversation about that the weekend actually about um, how you can be kind of really easygoing, you can be really kind, generous... And then as people take advantage of that, eventually it does wear things down and you do reach a point where you go, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. You can't treat me this way. Yeah. And it's really hard because the other person maybe has thought everything was okay mm. because you've accepted and tolerated. And um, so it's about trying to have that. When you are making allowances, it's about saying I'm okay to make this allowance, but you know, there are limitations and this can't happen all the time. So it's mm. trying to kind of draw. I think I always think we need to be flexible with boundaries, but not too flexible. So they need to be yeah. able to bend and shape a little bit, but not be completely elastic and disappear. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they're no longer intact. Yeah, I think that's important. Mm. I think that you raise a really good point is that we give, give, give. And then when 
we snap back. It's never pretty. It's always ugly. It's always us erupting like Mount Vesuvius. Yeah. And then your partner sort of is like, oh, what's your problem? I don't know what your problem is. Mm. And then you get into this weird cycle of you're the overreactionary person. You're the person who flies off the handle. Yeah. And the other person kind of gets a pass for just constantly chipping away at the fairness. Yeah. So the the sooner that you're able to sort of understand and always, always be watchful of your boundaries, because that's, I think, a really good responsibility to have in a relationship is watch your mm. boundaries, because then your partner can really be fine-tuned and really aware and get feedback on how they're treating you. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying then in the in the hot topic, just to summarize, and then we can move on to the question is, mm. so when we look at who should be paying the bill, mm. I think that maybe changes over time and... But it's important that both parties feel like there is some fairness there. And if there are any issues where things aren't working for you, then you need to voice those sooner rather than later. Yes. Would you say that's a fair summary? Love it. That's exactly it. Always an interesting topic. Very few words, lots of material. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned a question, so... Yes. Are you ready for the question? Yeah. Okay. I think that this question is going to be a lot of people will be facing this question Mm. if not now maybe in a couple of months so the question is we've been married for 30 years and I don't think I can go on any longer please help oh my gosh oh there's so much pain in this question hey Mm. yeah it just feels like a very long time 30 years really yeah I just feel like there's great sadness in this question Mm. there's been a lot of tolerating Maybe a lot of kind of blocking things out and just being an autopilot every day. Mm. Just maybe wishing or hoping that there's a better day out there. Is that like retirement or... Kids leaving. The kids leaving, yeah. Yeah, I think sadness and just tolerating something that's not serving you is kind of coming up for me in terms of the vibe of this question. Yeah, for me, there's a real avoidance that's gone on. I Mm. really get a sense that you know, the person asking this question has just avoided the whole situation. And I think something that's really important to acknowledge is there are always going to be responsibilities on both sides. Mm. For me, I get a real sense that this person doesn't know what to do and feels really hopeless and helpless Mm. and doesn't know how to tackle the situation. Mm. And they've been waiting for the other person to tackle it or broach Mm. it or fix it. Or change. Yeah, or change, yeah. But we need to take responsibility as people. And a relationship is made up of two people and there's two people there that need to be responsible for yeah. for looking at it if things aren't right. Yeah. And if they've not shown their true feelings to that other half mm. and they're just in that despair phase but they're putting on a mask and pretending mm. that everything's okay, again, that equally comes down to responsibility for me. You're... Yeah. You're responsible for the image that you're sharing of yourself. You're responsible for Mm. the communication. So maybe it is that the other person doesn't even know that there's anything wrong. Yeah, it's very possible. Although I think they probably have some inclination. (laughs) They probably do. But I think that the most common thing is, well, I thought there was something wrong, but I didn't think it was that bad. Yes. Yeah. That's generally. And then one person has been harboring discontent, frustration, resentment. Yeah. Uh, the sirens are back on so I think we're hitting the hot button here (laughs) (laughs) for me it's this whole the question like the two parts of the question so 
there's 30 years there that's yeah. that's a long time to be together right like yeah. a lot of people don't make it that far you know <gasps> that they either don't get through the first couple of years or they yeah. get to the sort of 10 year stage and that's it all bets are off you know not that many people make it to 30 years and so there's got to be something that's kept them together yeah but this second part of I just don't feel like I can go on any longer really that just breaks mm-hmm. my heart that it does because it, it says that, yes, there's probably something there, but it's also that some person has been like fighting an Ironman every day just to yeah. keep going. Yeah. Where do you begin in terms of a question to find out more? Well, my first question is, why don't you feel like you can go on any longer? Mm. What would be a really good question, actually, is what is different today compared to yesterday? Something's flicked that switch. Something has mm. said, I can't do this any longer. What is it that's flicked the switch? I think that's great because it picks up if there's been something that's happened, like an issue of infidelity, if there's been a new realization and maybe an illness, Mm -hmm. maybe a financial situation. Yeah, maybe lockdown. Maybe lockdown. Oh, my gosh, that's very very true. What are we saying? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that the helpful thing is because that helps to distinguish, like, has this been just creeping on for years like this or has been have things been okay? We got something to work with, but there's been an acute emotional trauma in your relationship. But I think to ask the question, something must have changed. Mm. There's something that says, you know, that whole second part, I can't do it any longer. Somebody's reached the bottom there. Yeah. I think other things I'd ask would be, what would need to be different for you to want to stay in this relationship? Mm. That's great. And it puts ownership on that person again. It, it shifts the locus of control. Yeah. But we, you know, in order to get out of a difficult situation, in order to change a relationship that isn't working for you, you have to take some responsibility. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting tougher and tougher as these podcasts go on. Yeah, no, this is... But that does, you have to have some responsibility. We can't expect that, you know, we we will just... It really feels to me like this person has sat there with this problem Mm. for very good reasons. You know, it sounds like they just haven't been able to face it or don't know where to start or there'll be things that have happened in the past that are contributing to this way so maybe you know maybe they didn't have a voice as a child maybe they couldn't ask for their needs to be met you know maybe there's there's something deeper emotionally wrapped up in this um so it's not when I'm saying they haven't taken responsibility I'm not saying that from a critical point of view but in order to make a change we have to start taking some responsibility we have to look at what's in our gift we have to look at how we can take the first step and be really brave you know I know from experience it's awful being in a relationship that you're not that you're no longer connected in it's a really sad place to be so it's there are a couple of options either look at how you can get reconnection or you look Mm -hmm. at how you can move on in a safe kind easier way a loving uncoupling yeah and to their credit too look 30 years is about the cycle of like having kids and just being wrapped up in all that so they may have just literally had their head in the sand buried down living the day-to-day and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're just you know, lifted their head above the the waterline and yeah. realized, oh, wait a minute, what the hell am I doing here? Where am I? Yeah. So maybe just they've been kind of busy in the last 30 years <laughs> and tolerating, but there's always distractions and it maybe there's an empty nest. Yeah. Maybe there's something that, yeah, COVID, empty nest, something where 
the lights are flicked on and you're realizing, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I've just written an article at you that's due to go out next week, which is about transactional relationships leading to disconnection. And maybe there's an element of this, you know, as you're saying there about having children and Mm. just, you know, life becomes more um, transactional. Maybe when your parents get elderly and there's more responsibilities and commitment there that you've got to take care of. You need to spread yourself a bit thinner all of that can often, very often lead to a transactional relationship, mm. which eventually will lead to disconnect, which, if not dealt with, will lead to um, a breakdown in the relationship. And can I clarify here, transactional relationship meaning that the two people are just kind of coexisting together, doing the mechanical things, but kind of being roommates? Yeah. And just only talking to just the, what, are, what are meals, who's driving this person here, yeah. who's going to visit so-and-so after work? Yeah. I think that's probably happening in this case, a Mm. transactional relationship, I agree. Yeah. So I think I love that you put the control squarely on the person asking the question, because at the end Mm. of the day, we know that we can't change our partner. No. Now, if our partner chooses to change, that's up to them. Yeah. We can't change them. So we know that's one dynamic. We can't just sit here waiting for our partner to change. That's one thing we can take off the table as Mm. a possibility. And then, as you mentioned, like there are a few options going forward, but how do you get clarity on what you need? And and one of the first things that we do with clients is we help them to kind of gets into the question that you asked about is like, if you could have, okay, let's bring the magic wand in again. I wave <laughs> a magic wand, you wake up tomorrow morning and from the time you open your eyes, the time that first cup of coffee or tea, uh, you're heading into your lunch hour, your afternoon, what kind of life would be your dream life and how Mm. do you see a partner or your partner fitting into that and what are your values Um, what are your values right now have we done a values assessment in the last many years what are the things that make for a rich full life for you now Mm. and if you can start to flush that out and really really dive into yourself get to know yourself maybe it's been 30 years where you haven't connected with who you are what makes you happy yeah and so If you can really dive into yourself and really flesh that out, get to know yourself, get to know who Mm. you are and what's important to you, that's actually the key to clarity of discovering what you need to do next. So is that I have more gas in the tank to start to come energetically to conversation with my partner? Mm. Am I getting clarity that I need to leave? But either which way is we will encourage you to get that firm foundation underneath your feet. Mm. Rather than just addressing the problems of the relationship, that would not be our first move. Our first move is to actually look inward to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And also look at what you're avoiding and why. Mm. Where is the fear that's coming up and where does that come from? What is it stopping you from doing? Mm. Um, How is it stopping you from improving things? Ah, What kind of fear do you think is common in this sort of scenario? Often you get this fear that this is it, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together and this is all I've got. Mm. But there's also a fear of um, of leaving. So mm. some of that might be financial. So you get, you know, comfortable in position. It might be fear that you'd never meet anybody else. Fear that you would be alone and spend all of your time alone. So there's a lot of insecurities this can tap into. Yeah. A lot. And especially if you're in a transactional relationship, especially if you're dealing with like, you know, family members with illness or something Mm -hmm. that's kind of come up where maybe a fear that things are going to get worse or that they're not going to get better and you're going to be alone and your partner and you are going to be two ships sailing without any connection or a financial situation or COVID. (laughs) When the hell is COVID going to end? We don't know. You know, it just if there's a feeling of bleakness, 
that things won't change, that fear can be really mm. paralyzing. But what I would like to say is that is opportunity to create mm-hmm. a new life that you want, either with or without your partner. There is the possibility to improve things and to get your needs met and and to create just a happier existence. And yeah. the first step to that is awareness and the yeah. fact that the question has been asked means there's awareness that something's not right so that should yeah. be celebrated especially if it's something that's been weighing heavy which I kind of get the sense that this one is yeah. if it's been weighing heavy for quite some time and you're now at the point where you know enough is enough and you're asking the question that means there's a real sense of awareness there and that should be celebrated I think I agree with you I know we're mm. both smiles on this one it is true yeah. Because to reframe this, there are people who live 50 years in relationship and they're like, I'm miserable. So 30 years, you're actually right on time to the party. Mm -hmm. Because I get the sense that this person is, there's a sense of self-preservation. They're aware that they have a future ahead of them and they want to live that future fully. Yeah. So it's not too late. Never too late. You should always take the first step. And if you are struggling, then get some help and get some support in making sense of it all. Because things are never as bleak or as dark as the seam yeah. when they're inside your head and we're, we're building these things up and creating the story mm. and the narrative, which isn't, you know, is often so far away from the truth. Mm-hmm. And they're never as bleak as that. There's always possibility. There's always options. There's always, you know, a happier, lighter side on when you come through the other side of it. That's absolutely true. Because we see it. Yeah. And we've lived it. Yeah. We've both had tumultuous relationships. Definitely lived it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you're somebody who I know is living on their own terms in a beautiful home. Mm. You've got a TV, which is really awesome. You've got, you know, time (laughs) to yourself. Your kids are, you know, with the exception of their eating vegetables and maybe spending too much time on their smartphones are lovely. And But you came through a lot of hardship to get where you are. Yeah. And, you know, you come to a place where you are, you can't find happiness. It is totally possible. And equally, you know, by tackling this this situation doesn't it doesn't always mean the end. I think we're very quick to mm. you and I have to kind of watch out for this as one of the watch points. We're very quick to just say it's not working. That's it. Mm. I'm off. Mm. And that you know, leaving isn't isn't always the only answer. There are other lots of other possibilities. There's lots of other ways. Absolutely. And you know, if you start to raise it and start to question things and get some help and support. You may find that the other person is feeling exactly the same. Yeah. But that love is still there. That connection, that desire to be together is still there. Yeah. And if that is the case, then do you know what? There's always a different way. There's always another way to tackle it. That's lovely. And I'm really looking forward to your article because I think when we feel stuck in a transactional relationship, we just assume that person we're with takes on this one dimension where mm. they're not very interesting, that we're kind of resentful to them. But maybe they're just bottling up the same feelings, but they remain the vibrant three-dimensional person that you got together with in the first place. And isn't it amazing to rediscover each other? Wouldn't that be an amazing journey if that that is something that communication starts to uncover? Mm. If you start to hear the me too's from my partner, yeah, "Yeah, I've felt this for a long time, but I thought you were happy. So I just, you know, stayed quiet and just towed the line. Isn't it amazing to to discover that and to say, let's chuck out convention and let's just... Gosh, isn't that amazing? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I feel like we ended on a happier note there. Yeah. It's quite sad for a while. <laughs> it was quite sad because we feel the sadness in the questions. Yeah, absolutely. And then we look at the opportunity and we reframe and we say, either which way you have an ability to make this beautiful. Yeah. In your life, beautiful. And deserve happiness. Yes. 
Mm. And sometimes allow somebody to treat you and sometimes insist that, uh, you know, there be fairness. And Mm. And you've got a whole list of questions to end the day with to connect. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Pulled it all together. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. And okay, so the and, and one of the questions is the cool one, which is, what are the three most beautiful things that happened to you today? Yeah. So number one was this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> number two is I've got my two cats who don't often like each other very much, but they're side by side sleeping like little coffee beans on my bed. And that's like number two. And number three would be my husband, because we've been having some good conversation, good communication this weekend, which has been quite lovely, cracking through some stuff. Oh, beautiful. I know, I'm quite excited. Nice. So do you think the rain is going to end on Jersey? Has it has it already? Well, it's not, um, yeah, no, well, it's, it's still raining a bit. It's still a bit gray. <laughs> yeah, I think this would be one of the days where oh. I'd have to force myself to do a one minute jog. So maybe I should do yeah. that after this podcast. Yeah. And then a one minute scoop of ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which may turn into a few minutes of ice cream. Yeah. And then need a bit more jogging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's true. It's a bit of a bitter cycle. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's true. Oh, man. That's why it's important to just have some cut up like carrot sticks in the fridge. Mm. You know, when one goes, opens the fridge, it's always nice to have a few, a few healthy options. But that's for another podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a pleasure. Oh, yeah, thanks mm. for today. I feel I feel optimistic on this morning. I feel like yeah. it's a brand new day, lots of opportunity. Yeah, I feel yeah. more energized. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. <laughs> thanks for your perspective and your reframing and positive energy. Oh, so till next week. Yes, indeed. We'll be here mm. same time, same place. Yeah, have a great week. You too. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.